Now, you all know the story about the Selkie woman who loses her skin and has to remain on land. Well, there are stories about Selkie men as well. Now, this story was set in the island of Stronzi. A long time ago, there was a laird who lived there, and he had a daughter called Ursula Balfour, and he was trying to marry her off to another laird's son. His thinking was that if the families were united, then their grandchildren would inherit a much bigger estate. He was always looking for a laird who owned land next to his own. Now, Ursula was not the sort of girl that would be pushed around. She was a very strong-willed, very determined young woman, and there was no way she was marrying whatever chinless wonder her dad dragged into the home. And she had plenty of suitors, and she found plenty of fault with them, and she left them in no doubt what she thought of them. They were sent packing with a flea in their ear, and they were not happy, and neither were their fathers as well. But she was determined that there was no way that she was going to marry just anyone. Now, the thing is, Ursula was actually already in love. But the man that she was in love with was not suitable for a laird's daughter. He was the man that worked in her father's barn. He minded the kiln, he thrashed barley, he was he was a common peasant. Now, that was never going to be a match that would suit her father, and he would never agree to it, and he would disinherit her. She would be kicked out without a penny. And being the only child, she stood to inherit everything, so she bided her time. And she kept it secret by being really horrible to the poor young man. She would go down to the barn and she would find fault with everything and criticize him. And uh, he just, every time he saw her coming, his heart sank, while her heart soared at the sight of him. But one day, Ursula's luck changed, and her father died, and that was a good result for her, because it meant that she now inherited the whole estate, and she didn't have to worry about who she was going to marry, or she could choose for herself. And the first thing she did, once she made sure that everything was done legally, and that there was no way that she could lose the land and the money, she went down to the barn, and she told the, the barman to go up to his home and to wash and get himself dressed and have a shave and come back to the big house because he was going to be married. Married, he said. Who, who am I marrying? You're marrying me, of course. Don't you know that I love you, she said. Uh, no, I can't say that I did, he said. But she ordered him to go and get washed, and he didn't argue with Ursula. So away he went to his home with a heavy heart, and he washed and he shaved, and he put on his best suit, and he went back down to the big house. Well, the two of them were married, and he was had no choice in the matter. I mean, she was the laird now. She could throw him out of his home if she took the notion to. 
And maybe if she really wanted to hurt him even more, she could throw out his whole family. So there was nothing for it but just to agree. And so he married her. Now, time passed, and it soon became clear to Ursula that he didn't love her. In fact, he didn't really even like her very much. And the marriage bed was a cold and lonely place. Now, she was a strong-willed woman, and she decided that she would take a lover. She had made a poor match with this man. He didn't love her. She hadn't thought of that, but she decided that she would find a lover from somewhere. But where? You see, she couldn't take a lover from among her own class, from among the lairds, because she'd already sent all the lairds' sons packing with a flea in their ear. And if she took a, a lover from among the peasantry, well, the scandal if that ever got out. And all the the laird's uh, sons, they were all scoffing at her and this marriage she'd made and saying it'll not last six months and poor Ursula decided anyway that she wanted a lover. She wanted comfort. She wanted warmth. And so she made up her mind what to do. And one night she went down to the shore, and she knelt on a rock, and she shed seven tears into the sea. They said it was the only tears that she'd ever shed in her life. But as the ripple of the last tears spread across the surface of the water, a head rose up from the sea, a seal's head. And the seal pulled away the skin from its face, and there underneath was a handsome young man. He looked at Ursula, and he said, Why have you called me, fair maiden? Well, she said, I've made a poor marriage, and the marriage bed is a cold and lonely place, and I want to feel strong arms around me. I want to feel warmth, and I want passion. Ah, so you've come to the selkie folk, then, said the seal. I have. Well, he says, I can give you everything that you want, but there is only one provision. I can only come ashore at certain times of the tide, so you'll have to wait until the spring tide. And once the spring tide, you can come down to the shore, and I can come out of the sea, and I can give you everything that you want. She agreed, and the seal pulled the skin back over its face and became a seal again and dived down into the depths of the water. Well, that was fine. Soon, at the next springtide, she went down, down to the shore, and there was the seal man. And he took her in his arms, and she knew what love was. She knew what passion was, and she liked it. Now, after this had happened a few times, the servants started to notice, you know, that 
Ursula was putting on about a weight, especially around the belly, and soon it became obvious that there was more than one heart beating in Ursula Balfour's body. And everybody speculated, well, who who could this bairn be? Who was the father? Certainly not her husband. So it was much speculated on, but no one knew. But when the time came, she gave birth to a beautiful little baby boy with big brown eyes, and between every finger and every toe was a web of skin. <laughs> Didn't that tell a tale? Well, the old nurse that Ursula had, who was taking care of the child, used to snip away these webs of skin between the fingers and the toes, but they kept growing back again, and she kept snipping them and they kept growing. But eventually, after she'd kept cutting them, when skin wasn't allowed to grow in its natural place, it spread onto the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet and became a thick, hard crust. They call it hard hand. And they say that if you scratch it, it, that it has a faint, fishy smell with it. And to this day, in the island of Stronzi, it is said that there are still people that have this skin condition. And they are the descendants of Ursula Balfour and her silky lover. Now, I once told that story in, in Stronzi, and then I looked at the audience closely, and some of them were nudging each other and going, oh. <laughs> so maybe there's a few of them still around to this day, yeah?